0: Welcome to A Practical Home, a podcast for home and hearth magic. I'm Mandy, and I'm so glad that you were able to join me again this week. I hope that everyone is having a great week so far and is enjoying this first quarter moon energy that's rolling in. This week has not been nearly as crazy as the last couple of weeks have been for me. The binding situation that I talked about in last week's episode did actually happen, And as far as we can tell, it appears that it was successful. We've had some really positive interactions with that family member since then. So I'm hoping that everything has gone off without a hitch. Only time will tell really on those kinds of situations. We had very nice weather this week. We took our kiddo to the zoo for a light show at night, which was really fun. Uh, She got a little bit scared when it started getting dark unexpectedly on her. But all in all, we had a really great time. Hopefully this weather will stay nice. We are hoping to go to a pumpkin and apple farm this weekend and pick our own produce. And then hopefully be able to decorate our pumpkins this weekend as well. That would be really cool. We've never done that as a family before, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm also making my way through my October reading list. I'm not making a lot of progress, not nearly as much as I had wanted to, but I'm still trekking along, trying to get through it. I hope your reading list endeavor is going pretty well. Today was an exciting mail day. I received a shipment of herbs that I ordered to restock my herb cabinet. And that is always really fun. I love going through my herbs seeing what I'm out of, what I need to reorder, and then reorganizing all of them. That's actually what led to today's topic. Before I get into today's topic, I wanted to give out a practical witch tip since I had to rely on this this weekend. Herbal furniture sprays are very helpful for me when our fabric-covered couch or any other fabric furniture we have starts to get kind of at its max level of stinkiness. (laughs) Between two dogs, a kiddo, and two adults living their lives, we spill a lot of things. We get a lot of stuff on our fabrics. And um, our dog recently, I don't know if he rolled in something or what, but a couple of days ago, I noticed that there was this odor starting to build on the couch. And yesterday, I noticed that the whole couch smelled like like sulfur it was like an eggy smell I don't know what was going on but I decided to go into my cleaning cabinet and grab my rosemary and cedar wood protection spray add a little witch hazel and vinegar to it and I basically hosed down my couch with the spray bottle I um, sprayed all of the pillows as well And I'm going to be ripping apart the couch cushions and washing them individually this week. I know not everybody has the ability to do that, but if you do, it's it's a fantastic option. And when I wash them, this is something that I do every time I wash the couch cushions, I add rosemary essential oil to the laundry soap, as well as rosemary essential oil to my dryer balls when I dry them. Not only does that give a really nice scent boost, but it also adds a little extra layer of protection. So as I was spraying all of the pillows and the couch, I was repeating a little mantra to myself, similar to, all who sit here will be protected and cleansed. This shall be a safe space for all under this roof. And I was just repeating that to myself over and over again while I was making my way across all those fabrics. And it really alleviated a lot of the odor that was coming from that. So if you're making an herbal spray for your floors, doors, windows, uh, your carpets, whatever it might be, you can use any of that leftover so long as it doesn't have any dyes in it. You can use any leftover spray and put that on your fabrics because if it's safe enough to go onto your walls, it should be safe enough to go onto your couches. And I try to use all of that up after I've done something like a protection ritual. Okay, getting into today's main topic. As I mentioned, I have been going through my herb and spice collection this past week for its regular clean out. I had to restock a few items. I was checking on expiration dates on the bottles, that kind of thing. And it really got me thinking as I was looking over my inventory, What are my die hard herbs and spices, like my desert island herbs? If I was going to be on a desert island for any period of time, what would I take with me? I initially, when thinking about this was setting my limit at 15. That felt kind of too easy. So I moved to 12, started to sweat a bit, and then I settled on my top 10. I should note that with my herbs and spices, I don't really separate herbs for ritual work from kitchen use. Since I use kitchen magic as one of my primary tools in my practice, all herbs, spices, plants, what have you are considered sacred and magical in my home so I don't keep them separated. In looking over my top 10, I realized this is a list I would give to anyone who was new to green magic or kitchen magic, herbalism, or any kind of form of those types of magical practices. I chose these herbs because they're accessible pretty much always cheap. They're versatile and they work well into many dishes plus magical workings. To be honest, for my own budget and sanity purposes, I actually don't buy herbs that I would only use one time in a working or herbs that are extremely rare or expensive. If the working calls for something out of my reach budget or out of my area, I just look up the properties of that herb and I pull out a substitute or a close second um, from my cabinet and I just keep it simple getting into that top 10 list. I will add a disclaimer that these are not ranked in my favorite to least favorite or most effective to least effective, anything like that. Just kind of, as they came to me, that's the order that I put them in on my list. Number one, in my witchy cabinet has to go to basil. I love basil and I think basil can work in so many different situations. Basil is very common and easy to grow or buy for most individuals. You may also know it as St. Joseph's Wort. Basil is associated with the planet Mars and the element of fire and deities associated with basil include Tulsi, the Hindu goddess, and Aries and Mars, the Greek and Roman pantheon, respectively. Historically, Romans and Greeks actually associated basil with hatred, but now it's largely uh, associated with romance, which I think is kind of funny. (laughs) In the kitchen, whether it be in food or medicinal purposes, basil is largely used as a respiratory ailment in various recipes. It has high antioxidant properties, and it's really great for thinning mucus if you're congested. It also tastes delicious, tastes delicious, (laughs) fresh or dried. Magically, basil is associated largely with the properties of love, luck, prosperity, protection, and soothing unhappy feelings. Spot number two in my witchy cabinet goes to bay. Bay leaves, aka sweet bay or sweet laurel. Historically, these were used by Greek and Roman cultures in games to crown the victor. Bay leaves are associated with the sun and the element of fire, and deities that are closely associated with bay leaves include Apollo from the Greek pantheon, Daphne, Gaia, Peneus, and Caridwyn. In the kitchen, this herb adds a nice savory flavor to any dish, Bay leaves are often found in recipes for diabetic support and for stomach problems. It's always recommended to not eat the leaf when you're cooking with it, just take it out when you're serving the dish. And this is because bay leaves are really difficult to chew. They're very tough leaves. And it's highly possible that you could choke if you're trying to swallow them. Magically, bay leaves are associated with clairvoyance and wishing You've probably heard of or completed a wishing spell using bay leaves where you write your wishes on the bay leaf and then burn them to release them. They're also associated with raising your energy, adding to your psychic powers, divination, and wisdom. My number three herb is cinnamon. Historically, cinnamon has been used in anointing oils by ancient Hebrews. And it's associated with mercury, the element of fire, and deities closely associated include Hestia, Venus, and Aphrodite. In the kitchen, cinnamon is a great additive for breads, desserts, uh, and really dishes with pork. I always think that's very delicious. You can stir a bit into your coffee or your hot tea for an extra zing. I love using cinnamon in my coffee, whether it be ground cinnamon stirred with a spoon or just stirring a cinnamon stick in my coffee. Cinnamon is used in a lot of cider and mulled wine recipes as well. When you add it to hot drinks, it can aid in cold-like symptoms. Magically, cinnamon can really add that extra oomph to any spell work or ritual you're performing. It speeds up or adds energy to whatever you're working on. It's great for action, success, love, lust, and passion. The number four spot for me goes to Marjoram, also known as Wintersweet. Historically, Greeks used marjoram to crown newlyweds, which is kind of a cute little tidbit. It's associated with planet Mercury and the element of air. Deities closely associated include Venus and Aphrodite and Ashabahist. Also, side note, as I'm going through these deity associations, in my research, I found it extremely difficult to find correspondences to pantheons outside of the Greek and Roman and occasionally the Norse pantheons. I really had a hard time finding associations outside of that, anything in the Japanese and Chinese pantheons, anything in most of the African pantheons. So if you have a good reference for those, I would love to have that. Feel free to pass that on to me because that information is just not accessible easily online, at least from what I've seen. And none of the books that I have actually mention anything outside of those more, I guess, trendy pantheons like the Greek and the Romans. Back to Marjoram. In the kitchen, marjoram is very similar to oregano and they can kind of be used to substitute for one another. Marjoram is known for promoting good health to the family and it's often used in recipes and tinctures to ward off colds. Magically, marjoram has been associated with strengthening love, especially familial love, happiness, used as a spell and curse breaker, it decreases depression, and it promotes joy in family settings. For number five, I had to give it to Pepper. I was really torn on this, but I felt like it made a lot of sense. I reach for it often. Pepper historically was given to Roman soldiers as payment and also handed off to soldiers as a kind of a good luck token before they went into battle. Ancient Japanese cultures believed it to be an aphrodisiac. Pepper is associated with the planet Mars and the element of fire, and deities associated tend to be all war deities. In the kitchen, pepper is great for drainage, clearing out that stuffy nose, and it can add a little bit of spice to food without being spicy, if you know what I mean. Pepper's not spicy per se, but it adds something akin to to spiciness to food. Magically, it's excellent when used for getting rid of something or someone. It's great in protection workings It can be worn in an amulet to protect against evil eye, and it can be scattered on your property to dispel evil or negative energies. The next herb on my list is mint, also known as the ancient herb. Historically, mint has been used as a treatment for stomach ailments and increasing proper digestion. It's associated with the planet Mercury and the element air, and Hades and Thor are the deities largely associated with mint. In the kitchen, today mint is still used for a lot of stomach problems. It's also great for headaches, and it can be used largely for creating focus or stimulation to your brain. Makes me think of a nice hot cup of peppermint tea. Magically, mint is largely associated with prosperity, luck, love, and travel. I never make a travel sachet without having mint in it. Number seven on my list is rosemary. Historically used is one of the oldest incenses. It's associated with the sun and the element of fire. The deities closely associated are the Virgin Mary and Aphrodite. In the kitchen, rosemary is great for hair rinses or clarifying soaps, really takes the gunk out of that. When added to tea, it can relieve headaches. It also pairs great with sweet and citrus smells, I run my oil diffusers sometimes, and I love the combination of rosemary and lime. It smells so good. Magically, rosemary is my favorite herb for protection and cleansing. I use it in every protection ritual that I do. It's also largely associated with memory, healing, stress removal, and a fun fact, you can evidently hang it on your porch to ward off thieves or those who have ill intent towards your home might be a good deterrent for package thieves these days. The next herb on my list is ginger, also known as the expecting mother's herb. Historically, it's been used to treat nausea and stomach problems, especially those in pregnant women. It's associated with the planet Mars and the element fire. Deities closely associated include Ares Mars and Artemis and Diana, as well as Emeritat of the Zoroastrian pantheon. In the kitchen, ginger tea really works wonders if you're dealing with an upset stomach or morning sickness. In fact, a lot of morning sickness aids are really just ginger chews or ginger flavored hard candies. Ginger can also help ward off colds and it's great in any dish really with chicken and veggies. Magically, ginger is similar to cinnamon in that it can jumpstart workings. It's great at attracting money and jobs for the magic user, and it will stimulate your current finances and can increase current successes. All right, we're getting down to the wire here. The last two. Number nine spot for me goes to time. Historically used to ward off pests, time is associated with the planet Venus and the element of water. Deities associated include Frigga, Freya, Aphrodite, and Athena. In the kitchen, thyme is a savory herb, really great in baking. It can be added to teas or foods to reduce swelling and inflammation. It's also known historically to be used for lung conditions, and it can be turned into a tincture for cough aids. Magically, thyme is associated with happiness, affection, courage, and strength. And my last one... (laughs) My number 10 spot goes to lavender. Historically used as a type of perfume or potpourri and sometimes used to treat burns or cuts. It's associated with the planet Mercury and the element of air. Deities closely associated include Hecate, Adonis, pretty much all sun gods, and Cernanos. In the kitchen, Lavender is a great relaxing aid, as I'm sure you're aware. You can add it to teas, cakes, and other baked items, and lemonades. It's excellent for rubbing on love notes before you send them out. And it makes for great aromatherapy, or you can wear it as a perfume. I like to combine it with vanilla, and I think it makes a really nice perfume. Magically, lavender is associated with stress relief, obviously, cleansing, love, harmony, and peace and that is it my top 10 die hard desert island herbs it was really difficult to narrow it down to 10 but if this is all that I could have I guess I would be happy I'm glad that I have the freedom to have more than 10 items I mentioned earlier that I just got a restock of a bunch of herbs so if you're curious what I bought I picked up Allspice, elderberries, and flowers, hibiscus flowers, marshmallow root, red clover blossoms. I largely use those as offerings. Um, Rosebuds, since I didn't plant any roses this year and don't have anything to dry. Yarrow, frankincense, and chamomile flowers. Star anise is also something that I use really regularly in my practice. But for some reason, everybody seems to be out of star anise right now, so I couldn't order any. But once I get my hands on that, I think my herb cabinet is going to be full for the next few months. I also mentioned that I pulled from a few references to complete the research for this episode. And I did link those in the show notes so you can go and check out all of those books that I referred to or that I picked up in my research. Um, To note a few, I, I used... Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs, The Green Witch, Hedge Witch by Silver Raven Wolf, and a couple of medicinal herbal um, tarot decks that I have that are really informational. So I'm really interested to know what your top 10 diehard herbs would be. What would be on your list if you could have only 10 items in your whole cabinet? Feel free to connect with me and share those on Instagram at a practical home podcast. You can also find me on Twitter at a practical home, or you can send me an email at a practical home podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, bye bye.